0: Okay guys, so this first episode, I had no idea what to talk about, so I just sat for a little meditation and asked, and I got the inspiration to talk about telepathic communication and what it is, how it works, um, how I've used it, my experiences with telepathic communication, what is considered telepathic communication, as opposed to um, more empathic sensibilities that people would maybe consider being telepathic, or that confusion between being psychic, which is being telepathic and being an empath, and, and just kind of defining the Difference between all of that and how most people are actually telepathic—they just don't realize that they are. Um, and again, I don't claim to know everything. I'm not saying that I know everything about being telepathic or anything like that. And uh, just to clarify on any of the subjects, is I'm just speaking through my experience and. How it's manifested in my life, and how I've been able to use these tools in order to raise my vibration and evolve spiritually or reawaken, you could say, and on that. I would start off maybe with my first, with my story about telepathic communication and this whole thing of like spirituality and psychic and energies and, you know, just the whole thing started for me really early in life. Like when I was about four or five years old, I started being psychically attacked by negative entities. I didn't know what it was at the time, but... You know, it wasn't until when I turned 18 that I started to investigate all these things and get into um, philosophy and different, you know, none of this was explained to me as a kid. I mean, <clears throat> so it was just, I would have these experiences, but I wouldn't be able to categorize them or know what was really happening. Um, Anyway, so that happened since I was, like, I mean, I was always, I was psychically attacked until I was about, until I started to, again, investigate and get to know. It would, like, be on and off, but, um, you know, later I started learning about what it was, why would even beings be attacking other people. And anyway, that's going more into, like, the negative part of being telepathic, but... I think it's important to know because some of you guys might be experiencing the same thing. And you know, the more you know, the better it is for you to be able to protect yourself and to just maintain your equilibrium without other beings being or negatively affecting you. Anyway. So just like what being telepathic means to me is just having a psychic communication from one being to another. Uh, It could be, and usually from my experience, I receive information through visions or it's very rare that I get, actually, I, I don't think I've ever gotten audio except one time in a dream. And it was very clear and very vivid. And I felt like, I mean, but that wasn't the dream. So it wasn't like I was awake. Usually when I ask for information, I receive impulses or um, like I said, visions. I can see things happening in like a movie in my head. And that leads me to you know, the knowledge. Somehow there's always a way for, if I ask for it, it I will receive the answer. It doesn't matter how I receive it. Sometimes it even comes from a person that's standing in front of you, like speaking directly, like in a physical voice to you. But then there's like the telepathic component that I call it like a little bell that goes off in my head. And it's just like, I feel this and, you know, like, that's where the mixture between being an empath and being telepathic kind of begins for me because I feel the impulse, like, I feel that's more empathic that where I can, f- like, an intuition, intuitive empath, I feel, especially on the right side of my body um, and my head, I I can feel like this pressure, this something is calling out to me, like, pay attention to this, pay attention to this. Um, It could be anything. It could be like a song on the radio. It could be, you know, a movie I'm watching or a TV show or there's something that is speaking to me psychically that's saying, pay attention to this. Like, this is a message that we're sending you. So, and then you get it. And most of the time, I don't even remember how I got the information. Like, I just remember the information. For example, I don't know, like, even before it would happen a lot with music in my car or listening to the radio in my car, and I would get all these, like, psychic impulses. Like, listen to what this is saying, and then I would tie it into something that was happening in my life somehow um and again i would just get the or i would ask even like i this one i like again i don't remember specifically how i got the information i think this one was purely psychic that i received the information and i was always curious about ufos because this was the first time that i had ever seen a craft i guess um whatever you a ship whatever you called it um and I was, like, freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, this is so cool. Like, I don't know. It just got me super excited because I had never seen one um, myself. I mean, I am I love watching UFO shows on TV. So it was just <laughs> so cool to get to see one in person. It was for a split second. But anyway, then I started thinking about, like, UFOs and ships and how they worked and how they can disappear how they're manipulated how they're worked. Um, And I just remember this time, I just, I was just wondering about this thing. And I guess the me wanting to know, kind of just, that was a question. I didn't even actually have to ask the question. Like, oh, I want to know, like somebody tell me the answer just by pondering on it. I received this impulse and and this is so cool because it's been confirmed for me through various other sources that this is actually how it works with all these like um what do you call them like whistleblowers or people that worked in the military industrial complex whatever i've been watching those shows this past like few years and uh, past year or two um anyway but i remember i got this information and they said the the ship is linked To whoever is driving the craft like whoever's in that craft is connected completely to the vessel to the spaceship that's why they can move so fast and it's not like a mechanical thing it's you're literally connected to the craft Like, like the craft was alive like it there's a connection between the driver and the ship and they told me whoever this, I don't know. I just received the information. Like I said, um, the reason why they can disappear, it's not because they're actually just disappearing. It's because they're racing their vibration into what we can't perceive. And then this goes into, you know, the whole vibration thing and how the universe works. And, you know, I think, I don't know. I've probably read this in science somewhere or physics or whatever, but, um, we're tuned into a bandwidth, I guess you could say, and anything above it or below it, we can't perceive, right? So it's, I mean, I think this is like common knowledge, like science, I don't know, theoretical, physics, and all those shows. I think I got it from there. Um, Anyway, so anything above it or below it, we can't see. So like radio waves and all those things, and then... um anything that's yeah like anything above it or below it we can't perceive so it's not even that we just can't see it we can't touch it we can't hear it we can't interact with it in any way right I mean those waves like radio waves and microwaves and all those things they're really close to our bandwidth so we can interact with them but if you go far enough down or up then we can't really interact with it it's still there but we can't right? Like it's out of reach. So then this gets into, well, I'm going into like the longest tangent, but everything is connected to everything. So (laughs) I was going to go into how, you know, you can spiritually evolve and raise your vibration and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, back to telepathic communication. So that was, I don't know, that's when I started really to realize that being telepathic is just you paying attention like the, these messages are always being sent to you by higher density beings, by um, by your higher self, by your by the angelic realm, by by all these benevolent beings as well, right? Like it's not just oh the negative beings were attacking, psychically attacking me, and whatever, right? It's about communication and raising your vibration and and tuning into it, because it's always there. If you ask for it, you will receive the answer. Like, you have to. It's, it's like a law. <laughs> it is a law, right? If you ever listen to Abraham Hicks, um, right? Like, answer, ask, and you shall receive. I think that's what they say. Um, that might be from somewhere else. I don't know. Uh, but, right? Like, you ask, and the universe has to answer. It's like cause and effect. It has to return whatever it is that you're asking for, right? Um, so it's the same way. And actually, this ties in perfectly. I just made that connection. Um, it ties in perfectly to the law of attraction because it's the same thing, it's just how you're paying attention, right? Like if you have learned about the teachings of Abraham Hicks, that's what they say. They say, you ask, and then you have to be a vibrational match to the answer. Because if you keep yourself in the vibrational match of the question, then you're not allowing the answer to come into your experience, right? And that's how they say you can manifest anything, like physically. You can manifest money. You can manifest, um, they always talk about partners, like boyfriends, girlfriends, (laughs) lovers, um, Whatever it is, or cars, they're always talking about cars too. Um, You want this, but then you're stuck down here in the question, right? Like, I don't have it, I don't have it, I want it, but, I want it, but. um, So it's the same thing with the psychic communication, right? Don't keep yourself from it by saying like, oh, I want to be, you know, channeling, or I want to be psychically aware, or I want to be whatever, X, Y, and Z, right? Like, if you ask for it, just knowing that it's coming is the answer. And sometimes I don't, you know, from my experience, it's not like I I asked for to be, I don't know, tuned into these things. It just kind of happened. And, um, you know, like I felt like I started developing more in the intuitive empath sense. And that I could always feel people's emotions. Or I would walk into a room and I could feel everything. And, you know, I think from that sense, I was opening myself up to saying like, wow, there is something else other than the physical that's not, that is real. Um, something that I can perceive that mo- I realized that other people couldn't perceive it. And that's when I started. I think I was around 13, because like I said, when I've always been able to experience this, I guess I just, you know, I'm a kid, like I was a kid, I didn't, it's not like I was like thinking, oh, wow, like other people can't do this, or other people, I, I just felt like, every. I don't know, it's just, it's something I never really thought about, um, and when I was around 13, I guess you start developing that sense of like, comparing yourself to other people, or being more aware of like what other people are doing and you stop kind of being a kid. Right. And I, uh, that's when I started to realize like, wow, I can really feel this energy. Like I could feel energies. I could control energy in my body. I guess I was kind of like doing Reiki or, you know, Tai Chi or something moving energy. And it was so cool. Cause then I started like experimenting with it and, you know, doing things with it or, just, I would just start messing with it. Um, Like, even just setting my intention and feeling the energy go in the direction that I wanted it to go. And, you know, like, I don't know, I, I even tried kind of, like, holding things up or, like, just by feeling like feeding the energy through my hands to like an object. And then just with my intention stating like, okay, it's going to stay up. It's going to stay up. It's going to stay up. And it worked. <laughs> it was just kind of like little experiments like that. Right. Um Anyway. Um So yeah, the telepathic communication is very much like the law of attraction and How it works? It's. I mean, I kind of already explained it, but just to summarize it, it's just you ask and you allow yourself to receive it. So if you if you keep telling yourself like I want to hear it, I want to hear it, I want to hear it, I want telepathic communication, then you're holding yourself in the question. You're holding yourself in the vibration of I don't really believe that I can receive it, so I'm not going to receive it, and. You know, I think it comes naturally to some people, but it's something that everybody can develop. You know, like start doing Tai Chi, start doing um, meditation, start kind of lowering or slowing down your thoughts and just allowing, being able to allow yourself to feel whatever is around you. Maybe start connecting to something that's really obvious, right? Like maybe to plants. Um, or animals start kind of like sending thoughts to your dog, like, oh, come over here. Or, you know, and then this gets into like the whole people. And this is something that I think happens to most people. They just don't realize that it's actually telepathic communication when you're like thinking about somebody and then they call you or, you know, like, and this would happen to me a lot, that, um, that, right. Like as soon as I got a thought, like about somebody, and then my phone would ring, and it was them. So that's already them contacting me, contacting me psychically, just seconds before they actually physically dialed the phone and called me, right? So it's the same thing. You can try doing this yourself, right? Like just start thinking of somebody, like think of them, think of them, think of them, and see if they receive a message, right? Some of us might be so caught up in whatever it is that we're doing that day, that we might be so busy and we're not tuned, right? We're not tuned to receiving that information. And this is funny because it even happens, like, in physical, right, life, regular, quote-unquote regular life, right? Like, I was at work the other day and I was just thinking in my head about all this, like, all this work that I had to do. It was almost the end of the day. I had, like, a bunch of stuff to finish. Um, It was Friday, end of the quarter. I had to, like, turn in all of my stuff and, um one of the um, uh front desk people that were calling that were calling me and i was like in, i was literally right in front of them and i just started like going off into my thoughts and thinking like about everything that i had to do so i just started walking down the aisle uh back to my desk and then one of them like really screamed like hey and then i was like what <laughs> and then i turned around and they're like hey we're calling you they're like what's wrong with you today right but you see just like that how I was tuning in so much to my thoughts I couldn't hear them even like when they screamed at like screamed out and it felt I you know I don't know it kind of freaked me out a little bit because I'm like wow that sounded really far away like barely like it barely touched like my consciousness and I was able to pay attention to it. But I was so far gone into my thoughts that it just, it, you know, I couldn't hear the other lady. I couldn't hear her. I could, I could barely hear the guy that called out after me. And I was like, oh, like I was so embarrassed. I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. (laughs) I was just thinking I'm tired, you know? And so just like that, If you're so uh, tuned into the physical environment and what's going on around you, then you're not going to be able to perceive the psychic telepathic communication, right? Because you're so tuned into this frequency, this vibration that you're not paying attention to what's psychically, right? Like that other, it's like the voice that's calling out to you, right? Like. The energy, the frequency, the information that's wanting to be brought down, you're not paying attention to it. So, even just by setting the intention of, you know, even before you meditate, just say, you know, uh, with the intention of improving my psychic abilities, I'm going to meditate and I'm going to listen to. Whatever it is that I need to listen to at this time, and another awesome way to, and I guess this is what really helped me too, was because I started to read tarot cards, <sighs> and I think that does really does help a lot in developing the skill because you're not reading the card like it's not like the card has all of the information in it, right? You're the card is only representing what it is that wants to be brought down through you so when you read tarot cards you know and i think this is a good time to kind of clarify what the tarot cards are because people are like scared of it especially in the christian traditions they're like oh tarot cards they're the devil whatever blah 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 um Mm -hmm. at least in mexican (laughs) uh catholicism and Just, you know, people are scared of tarot cards for some reason. Um... (laughs) Uh, Anyway, so what you're doing with the cards is not really getting information from the cards. The cards are not, the cards are just a tool. They're just there to represent whatever frequency, energy, vibration information is being brought down through you. So if you're reading cards for somebody, it's not like you're reading, the cards aren't going to give you the information. What's giving you the information is their higher self, is their higher being, right? And I always tell when I read tarot cards for people, I always tell them like, hey, I'm gonna be receiving the information from your higher self. Is this okay? Right? And I mean they're agreeing to the reading, so I assume it's okay. I don't ask all the time, but maybe I should. But anyway, it's information that they're asking for, and I'm receiving from them to their conscious from their unconscious to their conscious mind, right? So it's just I'm kind of just picking out the information that they need to hear. And the cards are just a tool for me to be able to see that, right? The card is the reflection of their subconscious mind. So I'm just receiving the information, sometimes very clearly and detailed. And it kind of is like <laughs> something is speaking through me, right? Like it's not, but it kind of feels that way, right? Like the words just come out because I'm, I clear the path for me to like energetically, I just clear a clear connect path to whatever it is that I'm tapping into. And then it can just flow through me. And, you know, I, I mean, you could call it channeling or it's not really, I, I don't consider it channeling because it's not like the being is speaking through me, right? Like I'm just tapping into it and I'm relating the information in the physical sense. And you know, it has happened to me where I, you know, I remember they did this interview, this guy at this uh, Course and Miracles uh, book club that I went to, uh, go to sometimes. Uh, he did an interview of me, and I remember I was going through a really hard time back then, and I had this whole, like, I was clearing a lot during that time. And all of this, like, super heavy dense energy was just like stuck to my left side of my body of my mind um that's what it felt like right so anyway we did like a little meditation before the the interview and i was just able i didn't even realize that that had happened until it was happening where i just felt like this all of this dense energy was just like put off to the side like okay we're gonna deal with that later and there's like super clear connection to like really light energy was done through my right side to the right side of my brain or mind whatever you want to call it um and I was just like they were asking me the questions and it's it it was like just this clear flow of words like of information I didn't even know you know like it's an interview I don't know what they were gonna ask me it was just you know uh, this guy took interest in me because he felt like wow this kid it was you know I guess he could send something from me because I he's like oh like just it sounds like you really understand the course and you know like your experiences and that's something that the course really aims for right like it's you want to have the experience not just the knowledge um You can not just, like, analytically or, like, right, like, logically know it. Like, you really want to experience it. Um, Anyway, so that is was telepathic communication for me. And I think it was my higher self. I can't really say. It didn't feel... Different. It didn't feel like a different entity. So I don't think it was anybody else. (laughs) It was just me tapping into my higher consciousness, right? And I would consider that telepathic communication, right? Like I have telepathic telepathic communication with my higher self, with my angels, with, you know, my spirit guides, my spirit team. Another time that this really did happen to me, (laughs) I would do a lot of work with clearing. I mean, once I found out about the negative entities and how they're really affecting us and how, you know, like these thought beings that are out there and they're messing with us, right? Like with our thoughts, with our emotions, with our experiences. So I was kind of brought into, you know, I was guided to the knowledge of how to clear them. And this really does work. Um, Anyway, so I was... So for a while, like a really long time, I just, I just started doing my work. I would sit down every day, meditate and start clearing all the energy, all these like negative thought beings from the planet, like from around the planet. Um. Anyway, if you're interested in this, uh, it's all in the, and you know, this gets more into like the ritualistic magic and magic, I guess you could call it, um. Like, um, because it, it kind of is magic. It's just not ritualistic because you're just doing it in your mind. Um, anyway, I would get into like this really deep meditative state. And then I would imagine, you know, I would sense where these beings were at, at the time. Um, what people call like archons or like negative beings or, you know, whatever, reptilians or negative thought beings, whatever you want to call them. Um, so, and then I would, I would form like these two pyramids stuck together around them, right? Like one facing up, one facing down. And I would just imagine all of the, <clears throat> all of the corners of that. I think it's called an, oct- is it an octahedron? No, tetrahedron, I think it's called. I don't know what it's called, but anyway, this four-sided pyramid on top, four-sided py- pyramid on the bottom, and all of the sides, I would just imagine the sides being formed of light, like really high frequency light. And then you could, and then I would just imagine this like portal opening into the galactic center of sun. And I would just call on Archangel Michael and say, take it. And I would just see it like go directly into the portal and it was gone. And I did this, and I would close a portal. I would thank Archangel Michael for the help, and whatever. It was done. And I did this so much that they actually came after me, like, really came after me. So I don't want to scare you with that anyway. Long story short, I started—I It. I was freaked out because when they came after me, it was, like, fucking scary, where— I was just like, fuck this. I am not going to do this anymore. Um, I don't know. It really did scare me. Maybe I shouldn't have been scared. But, of course, they were trying to use, like, scare tactics because, you know, and that's when I started to realize, like, wow, like, these fuckers know where I'm at, what car I'm driving, what time I'm driving home, like, everything. They really do just know everything. Um... Or, you know, I was being tracked or whatever. Anyway, so I just sat down, meditated, and I called forth like my spirit team. And there was like, a, it felt like I was in a spaceship outside of Earth. Like I could see the Earth in the background, and there was like three, two or three rows on each side of me of these like beautiful beings just there with me and i told them like i'm sorry this is too hard for me i don't want to do this anymore i like i i'm going to do the work inward i'm going to go inside of me and do the work and just like that they respected my decision they started They started leaving, like, all of these consciousness... Because they weren't, like, physical beings, right? Like, I wasn't physically there. But all of a sudden, they just started disappearing. And only, like, a... I want to say, like, two or three... I'm getting two right now. (laughs) There was, like, two... One kind of, like, lingered on, but... Two for sure that were really working with me now. Those are the only ones that stayed. So... You know, and I, you know, and this comes to show that, uh, you know, back then I, I didn't even question if that was real, but you know, then all of this, once I started started doing the inner work, then all of this really started, I started to doubt everything, right? Like I'm going fucking crazy. What the hell is this? Like, you know, is it really real? And I think that's what most people really struggle with. Sorry, I'm opening my... So pretty outside today. I want to open my window. Anyway, I feel like that's what a lot of people struggle with, right? Like you get these impulses, you get these communications and then you doubt it. You like was that real? Is that really real? What that like did I hear, you know, like I don't know, they start questioning it and then they're like, "Oh, I'm going crazy. What am I thinking?" and then they just like snap themselves out of it. Right, instead of allowing it to progress naturally, they start. So if you're in this boat where you start doing these things and you start telling yourself all these things, then you might want to start by correcting those thoughts. You know, like I trust myself, I trust that anything comes to me as positive. Because that was a, my fear for a while, right? Like, and sometimes it's still my fear. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that what that I'm being contacted by something that's not positive because you know, you have to use your discernment too. You're not just going to be out there contacting all these beings that, who knows what their agenda is. You know, I do believe that it is a positive universe, um, but if you're not in a positive state, then what are you going to be contacting? Non-positive beings, right? So you have to make sure that when you're doing this work, that you are really in a centered state, in a positive state. In a state where, you know, like try to feel love, try to feel abundance, try to feel joy, try to feel, you know, gratitude before you start doing this work. And if you're like really early on in the game, then I would probably say, I don't even want to say that. I don't even want to, you know, like early on in the game. No, like we're all, we all have these abilities. We've all had them before in past lives. We just came here to the earth to experience what it was like to not have them. So if you want to remember, I think that's a better way of putting it, start doing that Start start remembering the gratitude, the love, the peace, the joy, the, you know, like those positive emotions and like really anchor yourself in it and then call out, right? Like call out to your angels, call out to, you know, beings that are really close to you that you may not know that they're there, like just call out to them and be like, hey, I want to receive communication from you. I want to grow spiritually. I want, you know, I want to have this communication, right? I want to engage with you too. Um, anyway, and just, I guess on the side note, on the um, being an intuitive empath, like this really does, and, you know, I think that's where the, all of these things, examples that I've been giving, I feel like those are the telepathic communication and the empath, like intuitive empath is when you just like, I can, f- you know, I and it's a, it's a different avenue, I guess I could say, but you're ending up at the same place. I don't know if it's, I don't know if that makes sense, but I'm trying to understand it myself <laughs> as I Talk about it. Because being like the intuitive empath, you're just feeling another person's emotions. But I think they're so intertwined, at least for me, that it kind of just comes to me all at once. Like I had this friend who I was super close with, and I could just feel everything she feels, and I could and then so that's the the empath. And then I could literally see into her mind. I could see what she was thinking, how she was thinking it and i could even see what she was seeing in her how she was thinking it it was so weird um or i would like we i would say what she was saying like at exactly the same time and you know like this happens to everyone like i mean that the speaking at the same time the same thing um but even that like the other time that where she was just i she was just sitting down thinking about things or how she was going to get home or whatever and i was like uh, one of my friends was like, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? You know? And I was like, I'll tell you what she's thinking. And I just like told them like, oh, she's thinking this, she's going to do this. She's going to, um, use whatever, you know, how to get home. And then she just looked at me like fucking witch. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I just, I could do that. You know, like it doesn't happen with everybody. I think it's just because I was really close to her that I was able to tune in to what she was thinking but, you know, I think that's the, that was the psychic one, like the ones where you can feel their emotions and feel, and then you know what they're thinking, then that is the telepathic. So I think they're really intertwined. It's just that, at least for me now, but if you're really, at first, I was just like an empath, you don't know what the fuck is going on. You just feel everything. That's just being an empath without any telepathic communication. Like you walk into a store and you start feeling like super anxious or super, you know, depressed or super wherever, whatever. Like that is being an empath. Um, So I think a lot of empaths suffer from anxiety, depression, because you're feeling and you're not just feeling what people around you are feeling. You're feeling everything. Like you are feeling the state of the whole planet. So if you don't know how to control this, then you will have very bad anxiety, have really bad you know, and I've gone through periods where I can't control it and it's the worst. It's like <laughs> if I can if I live like that, I would I hate to say this, but you know, just I'm not even gonna say it. Um it was just the most horrible experience where I had no filter and I was just receiving everything at once. It was so bad. I don't know how people that don't have a filter go th- go through life because that was the most horrible thing I ever experienced. <clears throat> anyway, um, I work at a mental health clinic and it actually <laughs> I feel like most of the patients there that are suffering from anxiety, depression, even auditory and visual hallucinations, they're just, they're, they're psychic and telepathic. They just get labeled by the system as being, you know, like, oh, you're just hearing voices because of your anxiety. Or it's very rare that they're actually um, diagnosed with schizophrenia, but it's, you know, they they attribute it to their anxiety, to their, you know, and it's usually really, you know, like it's bad, right? It's very rare when they have like positive, um, but I mean, positive communication. But for me, when I hear them, I'm just like inside, I mean, I can't tell them this, but um, you know, like you're being like, to me, they're just being contacted by beings that we can't see right and it's not everybody's belief system and we have to respect that and blah 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 but um you know so i i do some grounding work and kind of how to like develop that develop that filter of you know just developing the filter is like grounding yourself like practicing meditation and it might not work at first because you're so tuned into like those people that can't stop the hallucinations, or what you would call hallucinations, or the telepathic communication—how I would say it—it's um, because they don't have a filter and they're so tu- they're so tuned into that being or that voice or that whatever message that they're receiving that they can't stop it. So they have what the, you have to do if this is, you know, this is like the opposite side of the spectrum. The first one would be like, okay, trying to get. Uh, telepathic communication. The other one is when you can't stop it and you don't know what's going on, um, right? So then what you want to do is just start focusing specifically on a vibration. So there, you're too out there. Like you're too... Psychic, <laughs> you're too telepathic, uh, so you want to start doing is like grounding yourself again. Maybe you want to use like crystals or you want to use music, you want to use something that brings you down into this vibration where that communication that's going on you're not tapping into it anymore. Um, so, um, and I, I mean, I again, I use like that's never been a problem with me except like these you know, past, it happened like two years ago where I just couldn't stop and it was too much. It, I I had to just, you know, like isolate it and I had to isolate and just kind of develop that, that resistance to it again because for some reason it was just lost. Um, anyway, uh, I think I'll leave it at that. I hope this episode... Um, clears up some things for you, or maybe makes you ask more questions, because that's also the purpose of this. Um, Again, I'm not claiming to know everything. I'm just going to be speaking of my experiences, and I hope you liked it. I don't know what the next episode will be on, but, um, you know, and if I think of something else about telepathic communication, then I will address it in another episode, so <laughs> keep listening, and I hope, again, this helped somewhat um, understand your path better, and uh, again, if you want to go and leave a <clears throat> a voice message on Anchor, that would be awesome, because then I can incorporate you into the next episode, so if you can go ahead and do that, that would be great, um, and again, if you don't uh, like vibrate with this information you don't really you know like support it or you're not in agreement with with it then you know just no hateful comments here (laughs) just you know gravitate towards what you do gravitate towards right and kind of just let other people experience what they're experiencing anyway just had to say that (laughs) as part of my intention for this show too, right? We're only going to attract those people that are in vibration with this information. So if you're here, it's because you're supposed to be listening to this. And again, thank you for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much. Bye. Hi guys. So I decided to add a new segment to every episode, in which I will be reading uh, short uh, paragraphs or anything that I find interesting in my readings for that week. Um, I'm like I said, I w- I'm pre- I'm currently reading the. The book titled El Ser Uno, that's the Spanish name. Um, I think it's translated into the one being the Arcana of Thought. And that's thought as in the Egyptian god, T-H-O-T-H. Um, if you're interested, it's free online, I think, Um I just googled it. The one being, and there's there's a few links to it. There's um, you're probably gonna find it in Spanish, and uh, I think the first two are translated in English. Uh, the second one being the one being uh, Terra uh, Planet uh, three point three point 3. three. Um, anyway, I um, you'll probably find them at the same place to download. But I was reading this section and I just, I really liked it because it really helped me understand how to, how to understand so, and how to, I guess, incorporate and transmute our experiences and our thoughts and what we're here to do on planet earth, um, so with that being said, let me just read. It's a short paragraph, so. Children of planet Earth, it is important for you to know yourselves, to heal the distortion of your thought energies. It is not enough to have intention. Love is not enough, nor is will or perseverance or desire. All creative desire should include knowledge, understanding, and love. This is the only way it will be recorded made available and molded by the mind. It is not this way. If it is not this way, it will remain a fantasy thought and not a reality thought. So just to dissect this uh, paragraph a little bit, um, the first sentence, it is important for you to know yourselves to heal the distortion of your thought energies. So that there gives me like the purpose, right? Or what they... um, and this is a channeled material from uh, nine density, nine dimensional beings. Um, so they call they they say that they're pretty up there. That they're they can they have like a bird's eye view of the universe, and that they're bringing this energy down because the uh, our planet, our dimension, our planet Earth is aligning with all of the other dimensions. So when this happens, every I think they say 21,000 years it starts and it goes all the way to 28,000 years. So within that span of 7,000 years where the uh, dimensions are aligned, all of this higher higher knowledge can be brought down to Earth because there's a straight line coming down to our dimension. So they can, you know, like people start channeling, channeling material, people start... Um, <clears throat> you know, having all these experiences and abilities, because all of it is coming down from a direct line. Um, Anyway, uh, so again, I like that sentence because it explains kind of like our job here, right? Like we are, we're here to transform, uh, to transmute our thought energies, um, and I like how they say distortion too, right? To heal the distortion of your thought energies. Because that that there's a lot of actually uh, very similar language in this book, in these books, and the Law of One. So I just finished The Law of One, which is also a channeled material. But <clears throat> there are six density beings, I think. Um, but they use a lot of the same, same terminology. So that's really cool where, you know, like two different beings and people that are channeling this material that have nothing to do with each other. Uh, right. The one, the, um, one being, I think it was, uh, it was, um, I don't know if it's Mexican or I don't know where it was channeled, but, um, they don't really talk about much of like the people channeling this information in the book. So they're just like, question and answer, question and answer, right? They're asking the being's questions and um, the being is answering through the channel. And then the law of one, uh, they're actually from the US and they have like a research foundation. They're more open about who they are. Um, So that was here. And this one is, if not Mexico, somewhere in Latin America, um, that it was channeled. But uh, okay, going back to this, how it says, it is not enough to have the intention, right? So a lot of the time, uh, we might think that, oh, I'm just going to intend it and it will happen, right? So yeah, that might work with law of attraction and that is law of attraction, right? I'm going to intend it and I'm going to, and it will happen. It is done, right? Because I intended it. But what they're talking about here is not just intending things to happen because, They're going to happen. Like if you intend something to happen, it's law, right? It will happen. What they're talking about here is the quality of the thoughts of what you're manifesting. So if you're manifesting something of negative vibration, of low vibration, of very dense energy, that to the universe is as if it didn't exist because it's not in line with the laws of the universe. So it's like if you weren't creating anything because... It has no, it doesn't have the properties of what the rest of the universe is like. So then it's kind of classified as, and that's what they explain in the book, right? It's classified as something that is not real. And how it says in the last sentence, right? Like um, it's a fantasy thought, right? So if you're over here manifesting, I don't know, material wealth. Or riches or money or whatever, right? And you're just doing it because you like, I don't know, you know, it's more of a sensual pleasure, right? Like, you want the cars, you want the looks, you want the, you know, the whole thing that us and here on planet Earth are into, right? That's why we're out, like, that's why we're in the unreality, which... Kind of also corn, coincides with what the Course in Miracles says, right? Like we're not, we're outside of reality because we're always manifesting these, these non-real thoughts, um, right? So and here it gets to the, to the core of the quality of what you're manifesting, right? And it says, I think the Course in Miracles says too, right? Like you you can't create unless you're in. You're a part, and you know that you are a part of God, right? Like you have to be. You have to get rid of all of this, forgive all of this. You know, thought energy density that is not part of the of reality because it's not real. It can't be real. Like, you know what? I think what the how the course explains it is that if this ego duality was real and God admitted that it was real, then we would ultimately just destroy ourselves because there would be two opposing forces and then we would just create duality. And there, it would always be a struggle between good and bad, like good and evil, right? So I think this gets again back to the oneness. Um, It gets back to being only of one quality, right? There is no duality. It's only oneness, And if we think that we're outside of oneness, then we're in the illusion. Um, Okay, anyway, so it goes on to say, like, love is not enough, which that might be a hard one for a lot of us because we're always uh, taught that love is like the ultimate goal, right? Like, love is not enough, nor is will or perseverance or desire, So it's not enough to, like, love something, will it to happen, persevere until I get it, or desire it, right? Like, I'm going to keep desiring it until it comes. Um, All creative desires should include knowledge, understanding, and love. So here, that's where we get to the reality, right? Like, if we want to create in the reality of the universe, of God, of the world, um, uh, we have to have these three things we have to have knowledge we have to have understanding and love and and these like I, these things that you know like these concepts of knowledge understanding and love i think they address the part where where we have to transmute the lower energies right and we can use these three things love understanding and knowledge to transmute our lower density energies so the knowledge comes from like maybe reading the book right like i'm gonna read the book i'm gonna understand and i think that's where we (laughs) use the term i don't think they're using the term like that right i understand it so it's maybe more a conceptual knowledge and i think that's what they mean by knowledge like i have the conceptual knowledge of what this is um indicating to me, right? And then the understanding, the understanding is going to come from the experience or the application of the knowledge, right? It's not enough to just know things like, oh yeah, I read, you know, like, I don't know, that kind of reminds me of the person that's always reading, right? Like I read, 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 read. I know everything. I, you know, I think I'm really smart because I can name things and I can classify them and I can, you know, divide them into this and to that. And I know where things go and I know what things are. But that person might have a lot of conceptual knowledge, but they might not have any understanding. And like I said, the understanding is going to come by going through the experiences, by, you know, if it's something that you can... And if it's something that you can maybe like rise above and look at it from like a eye view and forgive it and understand it and, you know, kind of appreciate it and say like, I understand why this is happening in my life. Like talking about events or people or something that you're having a really hard time with, right? Like talking about transmuting of the lower densities, um, energy or thoughts that we have, like looking at the thought, looking at the event, um, forgiving it. Right. Understanding why it's happening, understanding that it's, you know, being presented to you because it's somewhere lodged inside of you and that you need to see it in order to forgive it, in order to release it, in order to transmute it and you can gain understanding in that sense, or if it's too much and you can't have that bird's eye view, then you're going to have to go through it, right? You're going to have to go through the hardship. You're going to have to go through the event. You're going to have to go through whatever it is, right? And like to bring it down to everyday life, um, you know, people, some things that are really hard for people, right? Like deaths of uh, a family member or divorces or breakups or, you know, losing a job or, Any of these things that really make us feel like our world is crumbling down, right? And usually we're not really good at, (laughs) you know, just getting over those really quickly, right? Like rising above it and having the understanding and, you know, okay, I forgive it. I love it. I understand it, right? And love is the next part of this. Um, So through those events, like we have to go through it and then we're going to have the understanding, right like once you go through the hardship you look at back at it and say like wow like i really grew from that right like if you get if you can get over it which is what we're trying to do right like we don't want to get stuck in those dense energies like we don't want to get stuck in reminiscing about oh i lost my job right or, you know, once you find the other job, once you know that you're at a better place, when you, once you know that, wow, like, I am so thankful that I lost my other job because now look at everything that I have and, like, everything that came out of this hardship, I transmuted all that energy and, you know, I'm at a new place and I'm at a much better place than I was before. And if that hadn't had happened, then I wouldn't be here, right? Um So, you know, once you're on the other side of it, you can look back and say, like, wow, I really grew from this. I really, you know, it really helped me um, understand that I needed this needed to happen. Right. And then the last part of what they're asking us to do in order for um, us to transmute the thought energies is having love for it. So we need these three things, right? Like we need the conceptual knowledge. We need the understanding of it, which means the experience of the knowledge. And we need to do it with love. Um, And that's how you create an alignment with the universe. Um, So the understanding and the love. And love comes and, you know, like I think love is going to come when you when you understand that, you know, when you're grateful for it, that you're grateful and you understand that, wow, like, I'm so grateful for the, for this to be being reflected back to me, because if it wasn't being reflected back to me, I would, it would always be there. I would never be able to get out of here, right? Like, if I don't see it outside of me and it being reflected back to me and, and other people and situations, I would be stuck here forever, right? I would just You know, I wouldn't, I would never deal with it because it's just inside of me. Like, it's just a part of my experience, and I'm just gonna leave it there, right? Like, I'm not gonna deal with it. It's only when we're, when these things start coming up for us, and I think that's when we have to bring the love, right? Like we have to decide to look at it with love. We have to say like, thank you, brother. Thank you, sister. Thank you, um, situation. Like, you know, be grateful for it. even if it's something that we don't want to look at, that's where we bring the love. That's where we bring the understanding of of saying like, wow, I'm so grateful for this. Like I, I, you know, like and I don't know, I think it, at least that's how it is for me, right? Like, I may not like it when it's happening, like the event or situation or people that I have to deal with, right? We usually tend to be like, oh, that FNBatch, you know, or, you know, or you're just so upset about the situation, you, you know, might have like negative coping skills and you might go out drinking or might go like partying to forget about it, whatever, which is fine, but that's not going to make it go away right? Instead, it would be better if you go and do these three things, right? Like have the conceptual knowledge, have the understanding because you're already going through it and then bring in the love, right? Like appreciate that moment in your life, right? Like I understand that it's because you need to grow. You need to forgive that part. You need to let that go. And I think it's just a decision away where you can say, you know, and this might come at the end too, right? Like once you've already gone through it, you've learned, you've learned about it, you, you're, you're in a good place now, then you can have the appreciation for it. Um, but if you're really good, then you might be able to do it while it's happening and, you know, bringing in that love and doing everything with love. Um, I think that's, that's a very important part of the transmuting of it, right? Like love it. Even those like even those unhealthy, un un, you know, those parts of ourselves that are shameful or that that you want to get away from right like we want to push them away instead of like bringing them close to us and like saying like you know what i love you i know that you're stuck in this vibrational energy or this thought or whatever it is that you're dealing with right like just bringing them in and saying like i love you like you're okay i'm here to um protect you like if and i actually did this um if you've ever heard of Teal Swan, she does a lot of work with like shadow work. And she actually says that in one of her videos that, you know, like bring in that, bring in that um, thought energy, that frequency and tell it like, I'm here for you. Like if there's anything that you need, I just know that I'm here for you, whatever it is that you need. And that's a perfect way of kind of transmuting these thought energies too, right? Like instead of pushing them away, bring them close and love them, like give them the love that other others around you might not want to give it, right? Because we look at something and we don't like it and we try to, like, push it away, right? Like, oh, I'm not part of that. I'm not part of that. I'm not part of that, right? And this is where, like, the social healing can come in too, right? Or society, societal healing. Like, all these parts of ourselves that were so, you know, like, the whole... And then you can get into, like, the politics too, right? Like, all of these things that... Um, We're just, they're coming up because they have to be addressed. They have to be addressed. And instead of like pushing them farther away, we have to acknowledge them. We have to, we have to see them right? So it can't, it, it's not just that it's going to happen in your individual life, it's going to happen at a societal level, it's going to happen at a, you know, planetary level, and you, you have to be able to bring the love into it, because if not, we're just going to keep repeating the same thing over and over and over and over again, right? We have to learn to be healers and not condemn each other for our healing, right? Um. Anyway, so... This little paragraph just made me think of a lot of uh, a lot of things, and I don't know, I thought it was um, a good idea to be able to share that, and I guess I'll be doing these segments uh, once in a while. If I find something uh, during the week that I'm reading that really calls out, out to me, then I'll be sharing it. So again, thank you for listening, and I think I'll add this to the first episode at the beginning. Or at the end, I don't know yet. Um, But something else about, um, anyway, I'll just leave it at that. Um, We'll see where this ends up. So thank you for listening, and yeah, goodbye. Mm -hmm.